Welcome to the audio production of A Lesson in Swimming, written and performed by Michael Shutt. I'm the show's director and dramaturg, Diana Wyan, and we are thrilled to have you with us. When we last left Michael, he was in the intensive care unit, trying to process the information that one, he had just had a stroke, two, his blood pressure is more than twice what it should be, and three, that his mother is on the phone and asking if she should fly out. And now, chapter two of A Lesson in Swimming. I should probably remind you at this point that I still hate hospitals. And I have absolutely no intention of staying here long enough for anyone to come visit. But they keep me here in this circus for a couple of days. And they keep asking me questions. Lots and lots of questions. First comes the lion tamer. Good morning, Mr. Shut. I'm a speech pathologist. I'm here to give you a quick assessment. Can you please name as many animals as you can think of? Animals? Uh, sure. Platypus! Armadillo! Ducky! Bonobo! Platypus? Really? Bonobo? Most people start with cat and dog! I thought you said you were a speech therapist! I was trying to think of animals where you could hear my plosives and diphthongs! Then come the clowns. Tweedledee and Tweedledum, two doctors that come as a bookend set. We're sorry to disturb your rest. We're here to give your brain a test. Please lift your legs, your feet, and socks. And now your arms, like you're holding a pizza box. Whoops! Your Johnny's loose. Please cover your crotch. Identify the following. Clock, pen, and watch. And what's this called? This knob and spring. I don't know. The watch winder upper thing? You are wrong! You make him frown. This little knob is called a crown. We're releasing you, you lucky gnome. Our job is done. Good luck at home. Just in case we've not been clear, you've been discharged. Now please sign here. Next comes the barker. Step right up, step right up, and behold! The warning signs of a stroke! Sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arms, or legs. Sudden confusion or trouble speaking or understanding speech. Sudden trouble seeing out of one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking, dizziness, or lack of balance. Sudden severe headaches with no known cause. Think of the acronym FAST. Face, arms, speech. Time to call 911. Tell them you think you're having a stroke. Do not try to drive yourself to the hospital. Do not wait for a friend to take you. Call 911 and tell them you think you're having a stroke. Because with a stroke, time is brain. Sign here. Then comes the lady that sweeps up the elephant poop. <sighs> Hello, Mr. Shut. I'm your social worker, and I'm here to make sure that everything has been explained to you before your discharge. Has everything been explained to you? No! <sighs> oh, well, I'm sure someone will come in to explain everything to you. Can you just please sign here? Then comes the magician. Hello, Michael. I'm the charge nurse today. I'm here to discharge you. Here is your belongings bag, your paperwork, your prescriptions, and your pudding. 
sign here. And finally comes the kid selling the peanuts and the popcorn. Hey, dude, I'm Daniel. I'll be your transport today. If you could just slide on over into this chair, I'll buckle your seatbelt and we'll be on our way. Let's go. Oh, hey, dude, sign here. And I'm gone. Hi, Bubba. My friend Brandon yells as he picks me up, helps me up into his Jeep, takes me to lunch, drives me home, and before I know it, I'm back to normal. Like nothing ever happened. The next week, I'm in Tweedledum's office for a follow-up appointment when he says, I'm very busy, no time to play. Now tell me why you're here today. Well, you told me to come in, so I did. No time to chat. Don't be a bore. Tell me, have we met before? Yes, you are my doctor in the hospital. I was there last week. You were? Yes, you saw me multiple times. I don't recall. Oh, me, oh, my. I remember now. The strokey guy. Uh, I guess, yeah. You feeling better? Come on, don't be mute. I have so many questions. Sure, go ahead, shoot. Well, I've been researching the difference between ischemic and hemorrhagic strokes, and I realize that no one even told me what kind I had or what caused it. At the risk of slowing our conversational flow, I have to admit, I just don't know. What? Internet's down. Modem's missing parts. Without a connection, can't access your charts. Um, okay. Anything else? Well, I seem to have broken out in a full body rash. I think I might be allergic to one of my medications. We started all of your meds at the same time, so there's no way of knowing. Please stop talking in rhyme. If this is an allergy, can't I go into anaphylactic shock? Nah, that would have happened by now. You can breathe, right? Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Anything else? Yeah, like, when can I go back to work and, and, and playing sports and stuff? Oh, you want time off for work? You need a letter? No, I'm not trying to get out of working. I just really need to know what caused the stroke. My mom keeps saying that it was the stress at work that caused it, and she's convinced that if I go back, I'll have another one. Nah, you should be fine. Go back to work. Well, they won't let me until you sign off on it. Oh, no problem. We have a standard letter here somewhere. I'll have the girl print it out for you. Anything else? No. Great. Let's see you back here in two weeks for another follow-up. I never went back. I decide right then that I am not going to let the stroke define me. Instead, I'm going to use the stroke as an opportunity to redefine myself and make me my number one priority. So I get a new doctor. I go to Weight Watchers. I cut out alcohol, caffeine, and soda. I join a gym, and I get a trainer who teaches me a simple-to-follow workout routine. Monday, back and shoulders. Wednesday, chest and arms. Friday, legs and butt. Run an hour on the treadmill on the days you're not lifting weights, and a half hour on the days that you are. I'm also playing tennis twice a week, and kickball up to three times a week. In just three months' time, I'm not only in better shape than I was before the stroke, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm at the gym. It's Wednesday, chest and arms day. I finish my bicep curls, the butterfly machine, and my nemesis, the incline press. I'm feeling pretty good, so I hop on the treadmill to do a quick three-mile run. 
I finish my run, I turn off the treadmill, drink some water, grab my towel and my bag and head down the stairs and out of the gym. As I'm heading down, someone else is coming in. We pass each other on the stairs. Not hello. I take two more steps and... Suddenly nothing makes sense. I... I can't see. I, I know, I, I mean, I, I, I can see, but what I can see doesn't make sense. I swear I can see sounds and hear colors. It's like those two steps took me down a rabbit hole into a Tim Burton movie that's being produced by Baz Luhrmann. I, I, I need to get to my car. But the parking lot is a full Salvador Dali landscape away from where I'm standing. I start in what I think is the direction of my car, but I walk face first into a pole that even though I'm staring right at it, I can't see it. I have to get to my car. But how? My keychain. Go to the light, Carol Ann. Go to the light. I find my car. I get in. I start it up and try to back up, and that's when I realize I should probably not be driving. So I quickly turn the car off. I grab the keys out of the ignition, and I throw them over my shoulder into the way, way back where I can't get to them so I won't even be tempted to drive. It amazes me that even as one part of my brain is shutting down, another part kicks in to ensure that I survive. So here I am, sitting in the front seat of my car when somebody puts their hand on my thigh. And I don't mean just puts their hand on my thigh. They slide their hand up my thigh and right up my gym shorts. Now, on any other day, I'd actually be okay with this, but I'd kind of like them to buy me a drink first, but today is not the day. Knock it off! But they do it again. Get out of my car! When they do it a third time, I grab the hand and I hit it, and I pull the hand up to my face, and that's when I notice three little freckles on the back of the hand. They look familiar. I know those freckles. I know this hand. Okay, who is it? I pull down the visor to use the mirror to look into the back seat to see who's there. But when I look into the mirror, I, I realize no one is there. I'm not there. Here I am, looking directly into a mirror, and I'm not there. I can't find my face. Suddenly, everything becomes instantly clear. The heightened senses, the random hand feeling me up, the lack of reflection in the mirror. I've been turned into a vampire. But, but, but I feel my neck and I can't find any bite marks. I, I, I rack my brain and I can't think of any vampires with who I've recently come into contact. No. I'm not a vampire. I'm dead. But I, I, I can't be dead. I can feel the steering wheel in my hands. I, I, I can touch the driver's side window. I can taste the tears coming down my face. I'm not dead. Yet. But I could be any second. I, I, I need to call for help. I fumble for my phone and I bring it up to my face, but I can't see the screen to dial. But just then, a very 
strong, clear voice from some deep, dark corner of my currently crumbling brain yells out to me, Time is brain. Use Siri to call 911. Siri, call Tom. Hey, it's me. Uh, I'm sorry to leave this on your voicemail, but I, I just... I just... Uh, I'm not sure where I am, and I, I, I can't see. I, I, I think I'm having another stroke, but th- this one is different. This one is big. I don't think I'm going to make it. And I think... I think I'm dying. And I want to say goodbye. And I want to... No, no, I, I, I need to say I love you I know you know that but I need to say it and you need to hear it it's important I love you I've been in love with you since the minute I met you November 27th 2007 7.32 p.m. (laughs) you walked into dinner with that damned swoopy boy band haircut and that ratty track jacket and you smiled that big southern smile and I was hooked oh but that's not love no that that that, that's just attraction no love love is um Love is us getting shushed at August Osage County because we were screaming laughing when the daughter yelled, eat the fish, bitch. <laughs> Love is is you standing on a mountain, looking down at me, shaking your head and saying, nothing's easy as you slide down a snow and ice covered slope to come get me because my stupid ass had just fallen down at a minute before. Love is Love is us sitting on your rooftop drinking the good wine and watching a meteor shower and love is definitely me lying to you that night you pointed at a shooting star and told me to make a wish and I said I did I never made a wish I didn't have to just being there with you that night my wish had already come true I've never said any of this before because I was too afraid of what might happen if I did, but honestly, this might be it. I might not get another chance. I've lived my whole life in fear. I can't die in it, too. I love you. I need you to hear that because nobody should go through life not knowing they were loved. You were loved. Believe me, you were loved. Say something nice about me when I'm gone. And please, take good care of the cats for me. They're going to be really confused. I love you. Goodbye. Siri, call 911. 911, what's your emergency? I think I'm having a stroke. What makes you think you're having a stroke? Well, I I had one in June, and... We're on our way. Can you tell me where you are? I'm not sure. I I, I can't see. I I, I think I'm in my car in the parking lot behind the gym, but I... Sir, I need you to slow down and speak more clearly. Can you confirm that I'm speaking to Michael Shutt? 
Yes? Michael, I need you to stay in the car. Do not try to drive. Someone is on their way. I'm going to stay on the phone with you until they get to you. I've located your phone's GPS at 8053 Beverly Boulevard. Does that sound right? I, I, I think so. Maybe. Michael, are you able to find the hazard signal? I, I, I think so. Good. This is what I need you to do. When you hear the siren and see the lights, I need you to turn on your hazard signal. That's how the paramedics will find you. Can you do that for me? Michael? I, 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 think, I think so. They should be there any minute. I think they're coming. Good. Now turn on your hazards for me. for listening to chapter two of a lesson in swimming if you enjoyed it please be sure to share subscribe rate and review if you want more head to michaelshutt.com where you'll find chapter three the rest of the series and more this audio production is produced by plainwood productions sound designed and engineered by john zaluski dramaturged and directed by me diana wyan and written and performed by michael shutt It is supported in part by the California Arts Council Estate Agency and the National Arts and Disability Center at the University of California, Los Angeles.